We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of someone calling into Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this is Flo, long-time caller, first time on air. I just wanted to say that I think it is absolute hogwash not to go out there and try Progressive's Name Your Price tool. You can see all your coverage options, and options are how you get rings, championship rings, and parades of rings. Finding options to fit your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. You know, not for nothing, but my favorite rings have candy on them. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, price and coverage match limited by state law. I actually think we could go with like the FSWA's soccer podcast of the year. Oh, like, isn't that technically what we are? There, hold on to that thought. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more. Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. 
And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Lair. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. And believe it or not, that was the third take for the intro, and that's the best I've ever I gotten through it this morning and or this afternoon. I, I have no idea what time it is. My name's Mike Gottlieb. I'm the host of this podcast, and you know, somehow by default, Andrew, who is my co-host and with me as always. We are somehow the fantasy soccer podcast of the year, according to the FSWA. That's certainly the jump we've made as being the only soccer podcast to be named finalist for podcast of the year. I don't know how else you could you could read it. It's it's certainly not because of the way I talk. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> so hopefully reading is better for us. Anyway, uh, it's game week 27 for the Premier League. Let's just get right it down to business because my shenanigans, I can barely even talk through this. So barely, I don't think shenanigans will be able to be gotten through today anyway. So game week 27 is as weird as this opening. Uh, there are two games that are postponed. Uh, so, you know, all you Man City, Newcastle, Liverpool and Everton fans. Well, the Liverpool-Everton game, it's a shame. That's yeah. got to be played another time. But that, that's it's, a fun rivalry to watch. But it, It's a shame that it's going to also be on like a random Wednesday now. Like that's usually how they end up having to reschedule these things. So, I, you know, it, it, it'll be good that it's by itself. I'll that's say true. That. That's true. Although it probably was anyway. But the only problem is if it's too late in the season, the season may be over for both these teams. Hmm. Is it not over for one already? You know, that's an interesting question, actually. Which season? Whose season is more over, Liverpool's <laughs> or Everton's? Well, the reason Liverpool's is very much not over, and the reason why is because of the reason they're not playing a Premier League match this weekend is because they have the League Cup final on Sunday against Man City. If you're Man City... Your quadruple going down to the double in a week? That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, but, you know, they're still very much in it, so. They are. They very much are. And speaking of Man City, they I think they had the best victory of the Champions League teams that were not named Barcelona. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was Barcelona. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I was discussing it with a number of people on Twitter just because nobody really knew how to play that game like Man City haven't been playing very well uh, De Bruyne I think it's basically since De Bruyne went down they've been very hot and cold and uh, Dynamo Kiev hadn't played a league hadn't played a competitive match since December 8th uh, so it's like well they're fresh but you know that much time in between competitive matches was obviously too much for them I mean they they got absolutely steamrolled but uh Definitely a big win for City. Three goals on the road is basically an insurmountable one to come back, particularly a club that has now played one match since December 8th. So, yeah, I agree. Big win. And, uh, you know, for Manchester City, it, it validates the FA Cup performance they put in against Chelsea by playing all those young players. It, equally surprising, Chelsea responded, even with their substitutes, to put no young players in. <laughs> but the Traore did. Ugh, fine. And he scored. I mean, he looked pretty good. I agree. So I, I saw one of their, uh, one of the local beat writers was mentioning how Man City put out this. Uh, everybody's trying to figure out what what letter to go with is either a B, C, or below that squad. But uh, all of that and Ruben Loftus Cheek still can't even get on the field. It's really. It, it, we we we've discussed this at nauseum multiple times that how the youth system at Chelsea is so mismanaged. Uh, 
in, uh, in fairness, it, that they they need this much more than Man City does. Once yeah. you're up, once you're up three one four one, you could you could probably take you could probably afford to put some young people up. And you know what? The only uh, who was it? I think it was it was one of the men in Blazers. They were saying you know teams will get complacent if they're not challenged, and the best way to challenge established players is with young players. Yeah, that's fair. And Chelsea has the young players to challenge any starter that they have. Yeah. Ed and Hazard included. Yep. What a mess he's been. All right. Uh, you know what's even weirder than the fact that, you know, we have postponed games is that the the five-game slate for a Saturday, It's real. that's a really small slate if you don't play the the early game. Yeah, it's it's horrific. Like, all of the teams that you wouldn't want to have to deal with are there. And yep, yep. No Man City, uh, no Manchester United. Yeah, no, no Man City, no United, no Arsenal, no Liverpool, no Tottenham, no Everton, no Everton. Well, yeah, Uh, there's only like one guy that people, two people that uh, that players will consistently take. But I think think that's more than Man United, who you who you listed. Oh, there's like two. This is you know what? Fine, (laughs) point taken. But yeah, Uh, it's a it's ugly. We have Leicester and Chelsea and the Fraser Forsters, but after that it gets kind of ugly. Yeah, the only problem with Fraser Forsters is that he's going up against Chelsea. Right, right. <laughs> and vice versa, the Chelsea resurgence on offense is going up against Fraser Forrester. Yeah, I think you're gonna see a lot of uh a lot of Leicester stacks. I think so as well. Uh you may be, you know what, you may be foreshadowing uh part of our daily dose later on. Yeah. Which will be of course on DraftKings. It's just, you know, let's just get this ugly week started with an ugly matchup starting Saturday at 745 in the morning on the East Coast. West Ham at home against Sunderland. I don't know which Sunderland will show up, and I don't know which West Ham will show up. Yep. It's totally unpredictable. This could be 0-0. This could be 3-3. This could be 2-1 in either direction. I honestly have no frame of reference for this game at all and the two-week break in between is not helping yeah exactly i think what's weird about this one is that if somebody said to you this is going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend you'd be able to believe that right i'd be able to believe it but i'm just saying if if somebody said i I wouldn't put money on it but I, i wouldn't be it wouldn't stun me that's what i mean but if somebody said you know uh west brom crystal palace is going to be the highest scoring? You wouldn't. There's no would, way you'd believe that. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or United Arsenal or Spurs Swansea. Like I, I think both of these teams are equally able to put up significant goals. That the, I think this could be the highest scoring one of the weekend. I think Spurs Swansea can be the highest scoring game of the weekend because Tottenham can put up five or six. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Harry Kane's going to be playing with the Costa mask. Clearly, that doesn't affect anybody. And again, Men in Blazers, another great line from them is that Diego Costa should just wear that all the time. (laughs) He should never take it off. Does Azpilicueta still wear it? I don't get it. He broke his nose like eight months ago, didn't he? Azpilicueta broke his nose, I believe it was a month ago in training. Oh, is it that recent? I feel like he's always wearing it. Fabregas, too. Fabregas, it's the masked men. They should just all wear it. All 11 of them. That would be fun. (laughs) Uh, I I wouldn't complain. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so I actually, I'm a little more bullish on goals in this one. The 
Mostly this because West Ham, sorry, West Ham, Sunderland. Yes, definitely not Chelsea, Southampton. Uh, Sunderland, you know, they've scored four goals in their last two against Man United and Liverpool. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, they're not Liverpool's Man United not defensively. Defensively, right now, well, neither of them really are. But you still have to be able to have some sort of talent to put, you know, two goals on both of them. So, and West Ham the, only scored two against Norwich. So. <laughs> What do you think is the cause for West Ham? Oh, sorry, for Sunderland's upturn. Uh, I think a little bit has to do with how good uh, Wabi Kazri's playing. That one of those goals is kind of not, I don't want to call it flukish because William's done it like four times a season, but um, free kick goals are always kind of hit or miss. But uh, I think they're just, the attack is getting a little more uh, consistent meaning like the, the the names on the team sheet are a little more consistent in attack. And so it's, you know, if they if you get more you know more familiar with who you're playing with, I think you're able to, to produce more, which is why Manchester United has been such a mess because it seems like they have a different midfield for every game. But uh, Sunderland is starting to put it together, uh, unfortunately without Jermaine Lenz, who um, had surgery this week, might be back next weekend, but... Um, yeah, I dropped him on EFSA. Yeah, but Defoe has is playing well enough to lead that line, and uh, maybe the removal of Adam Johnson has a little something to do with it. I'll give well, you that point. Dame Dame enjoys. Yeah, enjoys been looked really good. So option. Yeah, they uh, they're much better than than their pl- place in the table right now. I was gonna say since we're not gonna talk about Newcastle today, you know, gun to your head, who makes it out? Who's if there's only one of those two teams that makes it out uh, of the relegation zone? and stays out for the rest of the season, Newcastle and Sunderland, which two? Uh, I think it's a coin flip. I, I would, gun to my head, I'll take Sunderland. <sighs> Mostly because I can't see. That, that is a testament of how far Newcastle have fallen. Sure, sure. I'd like to see them do something on the road. Anything. Even just get a, a draw on the road. <laughs> so, but they lose all the time. So spe- Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of the home side here, West Ham are starting to get really healthy. And it's a good time for them to do so. I mean, there, there's rumors that Lanzini may be ready. Yep. Diafrasaco is close. Yeah, Sacco's close. Lanzini, Enter Valencia, I think, was Enter on Valencia. the back. Valencia and uh, the tall guy that I love with the band bun, Andy, Andy Carroll. Carroll, will not be ready. They, they've already been ruled out. No, uh, Carroll, I think, is is a possibility. Um, Valencia I I... is definitely ruled out. But Carroll, I think, is has a shot. Long shot, but he's got a shot. Who has a better shot, him or Sacco? Carol, definitely. Okay. Yeah, now, but I think your your boy Emanike is going to start. Emmanuel Emanike, yes, I, I I I'm very excited for Emmanuel Emanike to get a start against Sunderland. Yeah. So it's unfortunate because we can't. I, I I mean he was he would have been the first name I looked for on DraftKings, but since it's the early game, not going to happen. Yeah. Unless, too bad. unless we decide to play the early game, which we won't. No, we don't. But yeah, but, the Emanike. Uh, Payet and Antonio front line is pretty good against well, Sunderland. It, it, and I, want, I really wanted to get into Lanzini because mm-hmm. Victor Moses is also around too. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of midfielders and forwards going on in, in, at West Ham. Yeah. So, you know, in a best 11 situation, who would you have for West Ham in the, in, up front? I think it's Sacco, Payet, and Antonio. And so I think Lanzini, Lanzini right behind them. So Lanzini, so would Lanzini be an ancillary character? Yes. And only Victor, because Antonio and, has been playing so well. He's the only one who would lose his spot. 
And I don't think Moses is even close. So Mark Noble, in, in your opinion, will never lose his spot. Correct. Okay. And then they'll have either Alex, they'll have uh, Kuyat back there as well. They have Alex Song, who I mean, he, he's not much of an attacker, but you know, you need the guys like that. But yeah, they've got they're midfield, deep. It's it's midfields like that that get me excited for the forwards. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why Crystal Palace, why you like them so much. But uh, yeah, it's we'll, the, we'll, we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot to say there too. Yeah, I think the the only thing that that they can't do is start mixing and matching. Like they need to find a consistent a consistent six basically uh, of that group because I'm I'm never one for, for thinking that constant tinkering is gonna have some sort of benefit based on the matchup, which is what we've seen with Leicester, who've had a pretty uh, pretty and consistent. And they're managed by a man called the Tinker Man. Exactly. Exactly. Well done. The irony is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so walked right into uh, that one. Yes, you did. Okay. So uh, in the in the West Ham Sunderland game, which left back would you rather have, Van Onholt or Cresswell? That's a great question. Um, I, I, oh, that's a good one. We haven't talked much about the defense. <clears throat> no, Yedlin will probably start. I, I'm not yeah, going gonna... to. Billy Jones likely still out, and yeah. Winston Reed actually may be back as well. Yep. Yep. And uh, they'll probably have Sam Byram. So you could probably look at it both ways. Who would you like, Cresswell or Van Onholt and Byram or Yedlin? Uh, I would take take Van Onholt ahead of Cresswell only because uh, Cresswell's only shots come on free kicks. And, you know, those are are rather, I don't want to call them random, but they're rather random. Whereas Van Onholt is hardly trigger shy. So I think just based off of shot volume, I'll take him. Ignoring clean sheets because who cares? Um, and then and you're unlikely to get one here. Right, right. Yeah, if 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 you think like me that this could be the the highest scoring one, then yes, <laughs> don't worry about the clean sheets. But on the other side, I think I'll take Yedlin. All right, I, yeah. I can't argue with you. And as yeah. a pair, I'd probably take the Sunderland pair. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Byram has, was. Um, just such a disappointment like i think it was well to be fair he's he's like 18 years old give him more than a game um i I think it's i think there have been two games so that's enough for me to (laughs) decide he's a bust i just mean from a fantasy perspective specifically on DraftKings, where he was cheap he he doesn't cross enough to think that you're going to get a lot of points out of him that so it's not like yedlin's been a star oh hardly hardly yeah so I, I, I don't know. I, I, mission accomplished, as far as I'm concerned, because I just wanted to talk more about teams that we don't normally talk about. And West Ham, Sunderland, mission accomplished. There you go. We don't usually talk about them very much. Yeah. All right. So next game of the weekend, starting of the ten o'clock slate, and start starting the uh, the DraftKings slate, if you will. Uh, Stoke is at home against Aston Villa. There's going to be a lot of Jack Butlin going on, even though he hasn't been great lately. You think so? Oh, ownership. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think he actually touches the ball all game? Yeah. You know who I, might start? Your boy Phil Bardsley. Because he plays for Stoke. I, I whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of right. I, 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 you know what? You know it would be such, such poetic justice if you start Phil Bardsley on a, on your DraftKings team and he's the reason you beat me? Um, Maybe that will happen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, poetic maybe justice. Maybe my team is just... <laughs> Dripping in spite. 
But I agree. I actually don't think he's going to be the highest owned. I think just Stoke have been so up up and down recently that uh, Kasper Schmeichel is much more of the sure thing. He had three straight games of giving up three goals. goals. That's the problem. Norwich scores goals? Yeah. They well, have scored goals. So Casper Schmeichel being a sure thing. They were they were shut out in the two games after uh, that 5-4 Liverpool one. Then they scored twice on West Ham. So, yes, they can score. That's but I think Leicester's defense games. is much better. That's what? I think that total six or sorry, five goals in four games. Um, it's it is it's yes, six goals in four games. Six goals in four games. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It was five four. Two games with zero. But, so yeah, I, I think you'll you'll find that. I think Eric Peters is always a great great spot. He's just expensive. The they still have some center back issues. Uh, Glenn Stoke, Johnson's out. Glenn Johnson's out. Right, which is why Bardsley might play. Uh, Shawcross is still, I believe he's still out. Um, I don't think he's really that close. I mean, I think the, yeah, they I, suppose I, they have I'd a shot, but he... yeah, I was about, I'd be surprised if if they they rush him back. Exactly, Stoke, Stoke's going nowhere slowly. Right, and he he had back surgery in the summer, and this is a back issue. So I don't those backs scare me more than anything else in professional sports. That like once a guy loses his back, it's over. Um, so. I'm not. I'm not as confident in the Stoke defense, and specifically Butlin. Mm. I still think he'll be very highly owned. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I think you get Butland at home against that in that matchup. I think you're going to see a lot of ownership. Sure. Yep. I'll give it to you. All right. On the Aston Villa side, I believe they have the highest, or they have the second highest clean sheet odds of the of the entire weekend. Not surprising. Yeah. Aston Villa. You gotta be kidding me! As far as losing to your own under twenty ones, um, maybe we should think. Wow, they've got a really good under twenty one squad. <laughs> Do you think that's worse than the six nothing loss at home to Liverpool, where Colo Torre scores? Yes, by right. default, yes. <laughs> okay. uh, because it it, it 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 says one of two things. Um. Uh, that your first team is either really, really bad, which it is, mm-hmm. or that your front office is too dumb to notice that your young players are actually better than actually your senior better, yeah. players. <laughs> That's a good point, too. So, <laughs> how, about this, how about this stat from Astonville? In their last six matches, five of them have included a clean sheet. For the other team? No. Oh, okay. They, they actually have three clean sheets in those five games. One one was a scoreless draw with West Brom. They shut out Norwich, they shut out Crystal Palace, and they lost 2 nothing to West Ham and 6 nothing to Liverpool. <laughs> so is there a clean sheet in this map? The, you this, think there is? That, 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 now, now it's looking like 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, that's sort of how I'm starting to feel. The What was weird is that they they looked better defensively before that Liverpool shellacking. Shutting out Norwich, okay, and they lost to West Ham, but like they hadn't given up multiple goals in a in a while. Yeah, uh, they obviously made up for that more than <laughs> more than made up for it against Liverpool. But um, I don't know. I think they might be better defensively than we give them credit for. And I'm saying that after they just gave up six it, goals. It's it's been a bad year to be a U.S. bald goalkeeper. Oh. Because he might get oh. that job back though, Guzan. Yeah, he might get it back. I don't think so. 
not yet at least. Guzan and Bo- and Tim Howard both losing yeah. their 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 number ones, and Joel Robles last weekend saving a penalty. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Guzan started this weekend. I'd be a little surprised. Okay. Uh, I'd be a little surprised. Okay. I, I, I'll maintain that. All right, let's get to one of the better matchups here. Uh, unless you feel like there's an Aston Villa asset we haven't talked about. Well, I was actually going to ask if you thought there were Stoke assets we should talk about, other than Butland. I have no idea who's playing. I have no idea what lineup Mark Hughes is going to trot out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Marco and Altrich plays, great. If Jordan Shakiri plays, great. If Boyan plays, oh, yes, they're all good. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, which one wouldn't you Yosalu, play? Yosalu, also an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's going to play. Well, let's and, say it's those four. If all four of them play, yeah. If that's your that's your attacking four, uh, Arnautovic only because he takes penalties. Hmm. They have Mami Diouf too, who could, who will not take penalties. Oh, well, correct. He will, but he might start. He might. Jonathan Walters may start. I was going to say Walters is another one. I mean, Jonathan Walters is always an intriguing option. I know, which is absurd. Um, yeah. It's really, I mean, it's Marco Anatovic first and everyone else is, uh, sorry, not everyone else. I'd say Yosalu, Boyan, and Shakiri are kind of tied for 2A, 2B, 2C. Oh, I was going to say, I think Shakiri might be just a a hair above. Maybe I would put him as 2A (laughs) and the other ones as B and C. Okay, fine. Fair. All right. On the Villa side, would you even play Leandro Bakuna or Ali Sissoko? Uh, I would think of it only because the... Uh, because we were talking about the Stoke back line is so banged up that you know it takes just one one little cross to turn into a humongous mistake for for Stoke. So yeah, I wouldn't shy away from them. I'm not going to necessarily build around them because they they've both gotten expensive. I mean, appropriately they they kind of produce throughout, but Bakuna is by far better than than Sissoko, especially because he's playing up at midfield. That's what I mean. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't shy away from them on DraftKings at least. You kind of on like Yahoo, you lose points for goals conceded, or or frankly, you don't get points for draws and and wins. What about uh, what about one of the attackers like Agbon Lahore, Jordan Ayu? Uh, I think Ayu's still suspended, but uh, Agbon Lahore, uh, I would, I'd have to be really desperate with the uh, with the under twenty ones. <laughs> Is, I, mean, his, his I, know, I know Adam Atriore is on that team. I don't know yeah. if he's healthy. No, he's not. Okay. He's very good, though. Yes, I was just about to say. Considering that the under-21s beat them, I was yeah. wondering if uh, Adam Atriore had anything to do oh, with Oh, yeah, them. no. The, no. Uh, he's, I think, I mean, you could look at Carlos Heel because he had been taking some free kicks. and Ugly. But, yeah, it's um, you're you're asking for, like, two points. The The floor on all of them is so low. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to good games. Southampton at home against Chelsea. The unstoppable force of the Chelsea offense versus the immovable object of Fraser Forrester mm-hmm. is what I wish I could be saying here. It's just not really the case. Only half of it's true. Fraser Forrester is an unmovable object. He's also gigantic. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, I, I don't want to take anything away from the FA Cup because it's not a, it wasn't a real game. So that's one thing. Second thing, you know, playing, uh, you know, play, you know that that offensive outpour against Newcastle, I don't take much from either, because it's Newcastle, and you know, once it, they, they gave up in that game, mm-hmm. 
so that's like three weeks worth of I don't know I, I you know of stuff I'm not taking away from it. And before that, Chelsea's offense has been erratic. I would um, say they're they're the most. Well, I wouldn't even say the most you can learn, but like the I think what we've seen at least is we know who's going to play. Like I think Oscar is not starting. Pedro has looked good, and the back line it's is attractive now. Oh uh, well, yeah, we we could definitely get into that. <laughs> Let's get into that I've because been, something I've been saying for years, multiple <laughs> years, has finally happened, and Ivanovic has been pushed back inside. And what do you know? Chelsea have width both on attack and defense. It's crazy how it works out. John <laughs> Terry, <laughs> John Terry's questionable for this week. And no, 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 never, no, nope, he's done. Stop. I don't want to see John Terry in another game. I I not understand. As player, not as a player. I. <laughs> How else would you see him in a game? Coach. You can oh, coach. Oh. Um, the, I, I, I wonder if he is fit enough to play, whether they will let him play. Uh, John Terry forces you to play a certain way that, uh, for one, Robin Abramovich doesn't want to play, and two, Chelsea just aren't good enough to play. Do you, do you think Ivanovich and Terry is worse no. than Ivanovich yes. and Cahill? Yes, significantly. Oh, okay. Uh, Because if Ivanovic has to like to sit back the entire game, it it it, first of all takes away from it takes away from them being able to track runners, which they can't do. And they've been proven time and time again that even when they sit back, they still can't track the runners. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's just. I'm glad we're seeing Baba Rockman. I'm glad. I'm glad we're seeing Baba Rahman. But he's the one who suffers if Terry is fit enough to play. Oh yes, he does. So like, uh, that's that's the key. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with Terry. It has everything and, to do and, with Rahman. And then you get half of your back four playing out of position. Right, right. Anyway, it, it, which I think this Chelsea back four is the best back four we've seen all season for them. I think that's fair. So actually, I, I, well, yeah, I guess we didn't see the, any Zuma Ivanovic. I would have liked to have seen that. Oh yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> no wonder we won that. I would award. have rather I would have rather have seen Zuma Gilaboji than well, that. Yeah. But anyway, by, by, by the way, Poppy Gilaboji doing very well in Germany. He's doing very well. He started every match so far for Werder Bremen. It, oh, so badly mismanaged. Anyone who's under the age of thirty is terribly managed at Chelsea for some reason. <laughs> All right. Um, Southampton side defensively. You know what? I'll just I'll ask the question straight up. If you, had to, if you had to stack a goalie and a defender, would you rather do it from Southampton or from Chelsea in this game? Oh, that's a good question. I would take Forster and either Target or Cedric. Yeah, I, I would too. I don't think it's that close. Because, you know, one thing that you can, one thing that at least recently you can, you know, I don't want to say count on, is that Southampton they'll give up some shots to teams that are that are better than them, mm-hmm. which Chelsea on paper are. Yep. So they'll concede some shots, especially because they're playing with a back five now, back three, back five. Right. So, it's which is which has killed Ryan Bertrand's fantasy. Oh line. yeah. Oh, absolutely crushed Ryan Bertrand. Um, it, I mean, but 
even even with that, because you'll still get saves potential. And Chelsea have not been proven all season that they are economical with their chances. Correct. Correct. So, I think I think they score. I think the streak ends this weekend, though. Do you think Southampton score? I do. I think it's a nice, boring one-one. Uh, I will take the same score that has happened the past two seasons in this fixture, and I'll take two-one to Southampton. Wow. History wow. repeating itself. <clears throat> What's, I, don't yeah. th- I just don't think Chelsea are good enough. Yeah. I'm not sure Southampton are good enough to score twice. Well, who says that they have to score twice? <laughs> That's Gary funny you Gale say that because I was <laughs> I was going to say Cahill own goal for the 1-1. <laughs> Both of them are very capable of doing that. Yes. Okay. Aspilicueta is scary good at own goals too. Mm. But... Uh, Offensively, would you rather? I mean, obviously, you'd rather have Diego Costa. Well, I'll put it this way: there, are, you... there are three. I would put Costa, Willian, and Pedro ahead of any Southampton player, offensively. That answers all my questions. Great. All right. Uh, but do you put do you value any of the Southampton offensive options highly, just in general? Not that just, uh, it just. I don't on, actually. Yeah. Just it, it's funny. We'll, I, I'll get into it a little bit later with our DraftKings lineups, but I I basically had my pick of of a few of them and turned away from all of them. Like Tadic doesn't play enough. Mane has been horrific. Like it's, he's already on Manchester United. He's playing right into Manchester United's hands of, of being so bad that it's actually going to make it cheaper for them to get him. Uh, uh, you know, you know, I'll say one thing about Southampton. They will not allow that to happen. Yes, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, Pele and Shane Long have been like just good enough for Charlie Austin not to play. But I wouldn't take either of them. And I mean, who else is there? Yeah, you're gonna go with Stephen Davis or James Ward Prowse. Ward Prowse. I was gonna say Ward Prowse. I would consider, but not at Chelsea. Oh, I guess they're at Southampton, oh, right? Uh, I'd say they're at St. Mary's. Yeah. So uh, I'd still, I struggle with him against Chelsea, regardless would, of where it is. I would too. All right. Let's get to the game that everyone's going to be using at least two players from. Leicester are at home at the KP against Norwich. This is the foregone conclusion of the weekend, which means that it'll be 2 nothing Norwich by the end of it. <laughs> uh, you know, we've always been saying, like, this is when we'll find out about Leicester, you know, comically. Now, this is the, from here on out, instead of saying, you know, are Leicester for real, are Leicester for real, this is now the, this is the start of the time where Leicester squarely have the target on their back now. Mm-hmm. They are the favorites to win and now they have to play as those overwhelming favorites. This is a new role for them. So, maybe they don't think so but this is a new role for them in terms of the narrative, in terms of the scrutiny, in terms of the coverage. Yep. Now, with that being said they're going to crush Norwich. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to I just wanted to uh, I have one note here because I, I wrote a couple of notes for this podcast. Goodness. Jamie Vardy has four goals in four games, mm-hmm. as we all know. Uh, did you know that Shinji Okazaki only has one fewer shot attempt from within the box in the last four games? I did not. He has nine shot attempts from inside the box. Vardy has ten. Okay. Any I goals? Think... No. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking that this is an oppor- a very good opportunity for someone not named Jamie Vardy to score. I, I thought about a Vardy-Okazaki stack 
Yeah, so did I. And the Okazaki floor is low. Like is is actually like I think it's zero. Yeah, it <laughs> like, is. He can play like eighty oh, it, minutes it, and it, do it can nothing. Be negative. He can get a yellow card and right. not do anything else. Right, right. I I struggle to. It, it's such a dart throw yeah. with Okazaki and, that I. And you know he's getting replaced by Uchoa at some point. At some point, yep. Or if they get up and they, you know, they throw in another, you know, Wazlewski or whatever his name is. I I don't. No thanks. Do you mean the guy who cost them the, yeah, the, the Arsenal against match. Arsenal? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that'll happen a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any any thought beyond. I'd rather spend, you know, I'd rather take a dart throw on guys like Rondon and or even the Southampton guys, Joshua right. King. Like I, I, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Lewis Grabon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, it's funny you say that because on the other side. The, Norwich doesn't have any sort of yep. consistent. Bocani is uh, Patrick Bamford if he ever gets to play anywhere. Yeah, Jerome, Jer- Cameron Jerome. Like yeah. I don't. Uh, Leicester have been very good defensively, of and uh, of of a late. decent amount late though. I mean, we're talking probably two months now. I mean, that's a good enough ride for me that I'm not. So gonna... in two in 2016, in the calendar year 2016. Yeah, sure. I'll even go all the way back to Boxing Day. <laughs> good for you. I think that's two extra matches, actually. So that's pretty good for me. Yeah, I, I think it, this is yeah. There's a reason this is the biggest. Uh, they're the biggest favorites of the weekend. I, I is there a Norwich option you would be tempted no. to take? No. There's one for me if he starts. Is it Redmond? Yeah, my favorite. Gosh, what? What? Why? Uh, he has he has speed and skill. Okay. Um, I, I, look, I'm not saying that I, I have him on my DraftKings lineup because I don't. But I, I also just don't think he'll play. Yeah, I just, so the, other option, the other option to me is is Naismith. Naismith. Um, yeah, he's he hasn't done much since that first game. So Now, are you, I'm hoping they wear those yellow, brown, and green striped kits. Ugh. I'm really hoping for that. <laughs> okay. that'll, that'll be the highlight of that game. Yeah. For for Norwich, uh, okay. I have a note here on the next game for Watford against Bournemouth. Um, Watford have how many clean sheets do you think this season as a team? Ten. No. The uh, I'll tell you this: the highest, the, the the second part of my question, the highest number of clean sheets this season by a team is eight. That that's that can't be right. I thought Czech had like twelve already. Well, in just the Premier League. I thought so. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, as we all scramble to our computers yes. to check my terrible facts. No, you could be right. I, I, at least this is what I read, and I believe it was on Fantasy Football Scout. Yeah, uh, check has. All right, then I, you know what? My, my, you're right. You're totally <laughs> right. It's 12 and my stat. You know, it's really kind of a shame because like, I, 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 I looked it up on a site that I really like. I'm not going to name them now because it was Did wrong. Did you just name them? <laughs> Did I say it? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a little disappointed then because, you know, I, I really do like that website. Now I have to go double check their information, which just takes me more time out of my day. All right. Then never mind what I was just about to say. What were you going to say? How many does he have? No, it's just I, I, I maybe it's maybe it's the most at home. 
I have to take a look. I have to take a look at it because it, it might it might be home clean sheets, but let's just say that it is. Okay. They have the, so they have the they, most. No, they have the second most. Okay. Of seven at home. Okay. And who do you think has the the, the highest number at home? Loris. No. Jack. De Gea. Hmm. Eight of his nine clean sheets, we'll just say, came at home. That's crazy. Remember, there was that there was a long time where nobody scored. Yeah, yeah, home. there was. So. You know, hopefully it's just – maybe I just misread it and said it was home. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that botched stat was brought to you by me. <laughs> I really just cannot. Uh, this is why I stick to the facts and you stick to the – I got to stay – you know what? We call you. <laughs> I, why am I trying to change the format that got us to the finals of exactly. the podcast of the year? Exactly. Me trying to bring, stat, me trying to bring stats and facts to this podcast. Well, I, I anyway, appreciate you trying to make us better. Watch just have to our, find a different avenue. <laughs> Watford are at home against Burnmouth. Yes. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll dance on the podcast for the visual of all this radio that we're doing. We all right. Watford are at home against Burnmouth. Yes. I really want to take a lot of Burnmouth players in this game, but I just can't because, because of, of that stat. Because of that stat that may or may not be right. Um, I understand that, but how many guys is it? Three. Three. Yeah. I really want to take Stanislas, Richie, and a Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just can't. So instead, you know, you may be seeing Jorelio Gomez, Nathan Ake, Alan Neom mm-hmm. on, on lineups instead. Okay. So you're actually going the other way. You want to take Burmouth attackers, but then you're actually going to go all the way to actually take the Watford defenders. Yeah. There, I, there may be the case where you could, in DraftKings scoring, where you can take both. Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, losing defenders, like meaning defenders on losing teams, mean nothing on DraftKings. Well, it's also, I mean, Watford like to cross balls to mm-hmm. Igalo and Dini. Yeah. They they tend to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think the ownership on Dini goes up after two goals in his last game week? Yeah, of course, but it was two weeks ago, so it's two two weeks ago and a and a penalty. Yeah, like I. Igalo is still so much. He's still the most clinical penalty taker in the Premier League. Yes. Five of five. That's, That's right. a stat I brought two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was we... shocked that Harry Kane didn't have that. Nope. No, sir. Anyway, All right. yeah. So do you take anyone like Amrabat or no. Mario? Yeah, okay. Mario Suarez is interesting, but only because he's new. Yeah, I he's played him. New, he's, the, he's the new shiny thing. I played him in his first start, and I think he had two points, so I'm off I'm off him. Yeah. The new shiny thing is all is often very... Uh, it's often very attractive. It just it's not fruitful, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Anyone other than Igalo and Dini for you? No. I disagree. I disagree. I think you can get a lot of value out of Ake or Niam. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant out of the attack. Oh. Um, yeah, I like Ake more than Niam just because if the crosses aren't there, Ake is pretty good at still at a you know, tackles and interceptions does get a fair number of cards though. Him and Baba Rachman will have a nice positional battle next season. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing that out there. That should be a good one. Yeah. Could you imagine how good Chelsea would be if they didn't loan everybody out? All right. The last game of the Saturday slate that is draft Kingsville, uh, West Brom are at home against crystal palace. The big game. game. Oh, 1230. How do you make Uh, that? It's, it's not, if they score once, it'll be great. 
And you know what, though? There is a big name that's likely to be coming back. That would be Yannick Bellassi. Yeah. I think... That could change the dynamic of that entire uh, of the entire Crystal Palace attack. I completely agree with you. And that's why I think there are going to be more goals in this than you think. Two? Yeah, I... I yes. That would be what I think, which is one. Yes, I will take the over on one and a half for Crystal yeah. Palace goals. Because I don't think West Brom scores. Oh, so so you would like a like a, a Wayne Hennessy or whoever starts in goal for Crystal Palace? I I'm gonna pass on that, but well, you just said you don't think West Brom will score any. I, I think there are other clean sheets that I'd be more comfortable with. All right, I'm not gonna go for a clean sheet for a team that hasn't won in six right. months or whatever it is. But I think Bolasie so, so coming back oh, is huge. So you're not taking a dart throw on Barahino or oh god no on down okay god no right. Barahino I, I there might not be a worse fantasy option than than Saito Barahino right now he, he needs a change of scenery I love how people are like oh he's starting get him in and I don't think he even took a shot no uh, he did nothing yeah he's he, just awful oh I was almost one of those people who put him in yeah you you there's no way you could convince me that he's a better play than Rondon. And I'm not playing him either. How about this? What if it's uh, Barahino and an Ichibi? No I'd way. I'd probably no. take an Ichibi. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would stay so far away from that. Yeah. Ugh. Yuck. Yes. If those two start, then I would consider Hennessy. Ooh, interesting. There you go. The good... The, uh, the, what, a hot, the, what a hot take. On the flip side, um, Papi Suarez out. Yes, he and has And so we'll see Martin Kelly, who scored in their... Uh, FA Cup match against uh, Spurs, and he's dirt cheap everywhere. Yep. So, yep. I think that'll, he can that'll, find that'll, that'll dent the ownership of my favorite defender in the Premier League, Joel Ward. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that Joel Ward has a high percentage no, anyway. No. no it's it, it, Crystal Palace's defense starts and ends with Scott Dan. Mm-hmm. Still the joint top scorer on that team. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, would you? Would you rather uh, Balassi or Zaha? Mm. Like, I think the only reason why that why you're Zaha thinking about because it because I want to see it. I just want to see it. Well, Balassi came off the bench in the last one, and totally it was whatever their FA Cup match was. I don't even remember who they played, but apparently the game totally changed when he came in. But the I, the only time that that those two that you think about those two and meaning like you take more than one second to say Balassi is because Zaha has been playing very well lately and Belasi has been hurt. But I think if both of them start, I don't know. It's close. You're right. That is the re- that, that would be the reason. Uh, Connor Wickham or Solomon Rondo? Wickham. You just, I don't know when you'll learn. What do you mean? He had an assist in this last game. The, the, the Wickham, I think Wickham, Adebayor, you're going to see flashes of like Suarez and Sturridge. It's that's how good those two are. So Manchester United <laughs> play against Arsenal on Sunday. Uh, that's nine Oh five in the morning, the same time as Tottenham Swansea. What a waste. Great. Two matches, only two matches of the day. Hey, let's put about the same time. Yeah. All right. Manchester United, Arsenal. You know what? We'll <clears> talk <throat> about that one last. Cause it's a much better game. Tottenham Swansea, nine Oh five in the morning. You gotta love all the Tottenham options and hate all the Swansea options. Not that there are many to begin with. That is exactly how I feel. I think Sigurdsson's the only one you would consider, and I'm not considering him against 
Spurs. As much as you want to, anybody wants to make some sort of revenge game narrative about it. Yeah, you love that narrative. I do. That one's. I, I like true revenge game narratives, and this is not one of them. Either way, Deli Alley or Christian Eriksen. That uh, is much closer than I think people give credit for, but I will still take Deli Alley. I will as well. In fact, I rated Christian Eriksen like in the double digits in midfielders. I think. Hmm. I barely rated him. Yeah. Well, every regular listeners of this podcast know that you're not a not a big Christian Eriksen fan. Right. That's fair. Just if you look at him game by game by game, he just if if it wasn't for corners, he'd have no value. Um I wouldn't go that far. He's on free kicks and you ranked him 13th. I'm looking right now. I have him 5th to talk about the huge discrepancy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure I'm alone there, and I'm sure if he'll get two goals again, like he always does. Like he, well, I don't know if he always does, but yeah, that's my. You point. are you are the outlier there. Yeah, I think. Uh, sure. Let me see. Mozinski has him pro- at five. I'm probably also the Pitner outlier in that I ranked Kieran Trippier number one, even though he may not play. Yes, that I can assure you that was the case. As far as I'm concerned with rankings, to me, it's like if they start, that's where I'm putting them. And if Kieran Trippier starts, he's number one. Okay. And there's no reason to think that he won't. You know, because Tottenham Well, there's there's won. very much of a reason to think he won't because he well, hasn't. <laughs> well, did, did he play against Fiorentina yesterday? I have no idea. They play today. Oh, sorry. They're playing in 25 minutes. I, I, you know what? If you can quickly run and check those lineups, and I'll just go through my reasoning. Sure. Uh, because, because Pochettino asked so much of his fullbacks – a Thursday to Sunday transition, it would not surprise me if the fullbacks are the ones that switch. And those are the ones that he, he asks the most of in terms of running. Right. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm just, uh, I guess we should also note, which we probably should have done at the beginning of this podcast, is that everybody plays again Tuesday or Wednesday. So there's, you know, not only are they turning around quickly from playing Fiorentina, but they'll also play again Tuesday or Wednesday. And their matchup and their matchup in the following game, I believe, is West Ham. Yes, it is. Yeah, Trippier is starting today with Davies. Uh, okay. Well, when I wrote when I wrote my rankings, I did not know that he was going to be starting. Yeah. So I doubt now. I now now I strongly doubt that he'll play again. But who knows? We'll see. But he might play Tuesday now. Yeah, he or might Wednesday play. whenever they play. Probably Wednesday. I don't know. It's um. I, I agree with you that he would be the top play if he starts, which makes it like exceptionally hard in season long because your lineup locks for us Saturday morning. So it, it, that's, it's, it's a shame. Uh, I remember when I remember the news broke over the summer, we were having our preseason ranking summit and everyone was all high on Tripper. And I'm like, does he start? Right. I was the only one in the room who said, is he going to start over Kyle Walker? Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of Spurs fans. No, there's no way he would start over Kyle Walker. Kyle yeah. Walker's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's too hard. Anyway, that, we're talking way too much about fullbacks, even though he's a great option. Swansea, how many uh, how many goals do you think Swansea lets up in this? That's a good question. Uh, because the reason the reason why I ask is because if you want to try to get cheeky if you do like a whole weekend slate like if you want to try to stack both Erickson and Alley or Alley and uh, and Kane I think you're 
I think you're on the right trail because we all know how well Arsenal Man U is going to play out. I mean, that just has zero zero written all over it, doesn't it? No. No. No, I disagree. Wow. We'll get to that game in a second. Okay. Um, I think that one's zero zero. So you're going to have to find your value here. I mean, your goals here. So yeah, I think stacking Ali Kane is is absolutely the right move. Okay. All right, let's get to the Manchester United Arsenal game. I think Arsenal kills them. Kills them. Kills them. Wow. Arsenal. What's what's buried in that Barcelona performance is that Arsenal played really well. <sighs> That's just how good Barcelona yeah. is. So I I, I I can't stress it. What no one even talked about it. Um, I think it was the second goal that Barcelona scored, where. It was the, it was just the three forwards, you know, one to one to one, yep. and that was the goal. Luis Suarez nutmegged Lauren Koscielny. Yeah, that he sure not, did. That does not happen. What's What's funny about that is that I was I f- apologize for who it was, but I was having a conversation with somebody before the match just started about which of the Barca do you take, and one of them was like, "I'm just picturing Suarez's nutmeg of David Luiz last year." And it's like, I can picture him doing that to Murdersacker. And I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly what's going to happen. And then they did it to Koscielny, who is by far away Arsenal's best defender. Um, but so, Someone who Barcelona wanted. Yes. But, I think they still do, actually. They might. Um, so It would pair nicely with their Jeremy Mathieu. <laughs> yeah, they're... Man, those three are so good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you that Arsenal played well in that match. But the... The opportunities that they did not capitalize on are ones that happened all the time. Like uh, Oxley chamberlains miss directly in front of the box, wide open. He misses that all the time. So I'm not sure Like if he gets that opportunity against Man United, he converts. And Arsenal well, also... Well, you know, actually, Arsenal fear that he may be out for a while. Well, that's yes, that's... Fair enough, <laughs> but it was Suarez... such an Alex. I, I think we were talking about this. It was such an Alex Oxlade Chamberlain game. Yes, he missed, he missed a clear goal. Looked really good. Was very fast. Got injured. Got injured. Yep. Um, the that was a hell of a hit that he took too from Mascherano. Although I think he brought basically brought it on himself. But the Suarez could have had two goals himself. He had a, a header that just missed that he converts ninety nine percent of the time, and he hit the post. So like, Arsenal may have played well, but they also could have lost four nothing at that home. Game, that that game could have been a, a NFL score. It could have been seven three. Yeah, game yes. could have easily been seven three. So I I just don't. I, maybe because I, I'm picturing more that they could have lost seven to three. That that's that that's just your Arsenal lack of hope. Because I think of I think you're absolutely right about that. I think you're uh, right. I, but I mean, Ars, as much as it pains me to say, because it does. They, they played really well. Yeah. And Manchester United have not played really well. And arguably their best player, Wayne Rooney, is out for two to three months. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be without Rooney. Um, the Chris Smalling is not playing today in their Europa League match because of a shoulder injury. I'm guessing it's just to hold them out for this game, but we're not, we're, we don't know yet. Which is funny because they need this game <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if, they want yeah. to stay, if they want to stay in Europa. Right. Um, and they have, I mean, everybody on the back line is injured Marcos Rojo is actually back today but isn't I think he was capped at 20 minutes I can't imagine that means he can easily go 90 on Sunday but they're missing pieces everywhere and meaning in the in defense so while I yes I think Arsenal have a a good matchup there I just they got a guy named Love who's going to be playing now right yeah Donald Love (laughs) 
that sounds like a WWE wrestler. <laughs> I keep uh who was the guy from Clueless? Phazion Love? Phazon Love. Phazon Love, that's who I keep thinking of when I write Donald Love. I'm like, that guy's name not Donald, right? And I was like, of course not, it's Phazon. Um, uh, oh, I thought Cameron Borthwick Jackson was Chadwick Borthwick yes, Jackson. Yes. Which I He's out too. So yeah. it's like they, they They have nobody. No they have nobody. Um I think I think Ryan Giggs could play left back. <laughs> I think Phil Jones is supposed to be get close. I don't know if he's played. Today. No, one, no one heads a rolling ball better than <laughs> Phil Jones. Yeah, but they're. They, I agree that the situation is perfect for them to play United, but I'm just picturing Arsenal trying to peppering them with shots. Oh, De Gea yeah, might. You just, you just stole my thunder because I was just about to say, given the fact that we just made fun of that Manchester United defense for the past five minutes means that Arsenal can score a ton on them. Yeah, maybe. Not, not maybe. They certainly. Oh, sorry, I, I made a, a huge faux pas. They should score a whole bunch on that Manchester United defense, which is not good. And the midfield hasn't been good either. And now the forwards have been diminished because Wayne Rooney is gone. Yeah. What about that doesn't say like three nothing? Arsenal. I hear you. I hear you. Your faith as always unwavering. That that yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. I think if I if I was a neutral in this one, I would be much more positive about Arsenal. All right. Well, one thing you can certainly be positive about is your DraftKings performance in our daily doses. You are still crushing me for season uh, for the I guess the miniature part of the season that we're doing this for. Oh good. I believe you are beating me four to two. Mm. Yeah, that sounds so, like a crush. That's doubling up for all the people who can who can't do basic math. All right, uh, goalkeepers and defenders. I'd like you to start, please, this week. Um, sure. I've got Casper Schmeichel, okay, who I think is the overwhelming favorite here. Uh, I have Martin Kelly at two thousand, Baba Rachman at twenty two hundred, and twenty one hundred dollar Phil Bardsley. I hate you. All right, I have Fraser Forrester at four thousand. Uh, I I, I want to see it not work because he's beaten he's shut, he shut out Arsenal already. So mm -hmm. you know, I just want to see who I think are better than Chelsea by a significant margin. Uh, so why not? And he's at home. Uh, Nathan Ake at thirty three hundred, Baba Rachman at twenty two hundred. And Matt Target at thirty six hundred. Yeah, he got expensive target. Yeah, like so I stacked I, I stacked against Chelsea because like I said, Southampton shut out Arsenal and Arsenal are significantly better than Chelsea. Okay. All right. I, I think I mean it makes sense, but that and that and Chelsea do have a problem with wide players. Uh huh. And that target is a, in in essence a wide player. I understand the target play. It's the Forster one I'm I'm wondering about. You know, he's it, the it, second it, most expensive, or I'm sorry, the third most expensive. I think he'll still get to like six, eight points just with saves. Okay, I think that's, I think that makes sense. Yeah, it, I don't agree, but I think it makes sense. I think his floor is so low. You know, think about the overall roster construction. You know, someone who I think the floor is about six points, eight points. That's better than most midfielders' floors. <laughs> and I'm paying four grand right. instead of five or six that I would need to do for midfielders. Right. This is a week where, you know, 
scrimping and saving is very easy to do because the slate is garbage. Yeah. So I, 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 he was actually one of the first names on the sheet because when you average 14.5 points from a goaltending position, that's a huge advantage because you're getting 14.5 points for four thousand uh, dollars. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. A lot of those are dependent on the clean sheet win, though, uh, which you obviously think is going to happen. But I mean, that's that's ten points. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm just like, not and, as... and, and he's also scored twenty three in a game. Yeah, I'm just not as confident. I'm, or maybe I'll say I'm more confident in Chelsea. Okay. All right. Uh, my midfielders. I have Yannick Balassi at five thousand. Surprising nobody. If you mm-hmm. heard the podcast earlier, <laughs> uh, Riyad Mahrez at seventy seven hundred. Surprising nobody. And this one's probably surprising some people because I kind of downplayed it. But Jordan Shakiri at fifty three hundred. Was I've totally forgot about that. That's funny. Um, that all makes sense to me. Uh, I have Balassi as well. Um, and I paired him with. Mares and Willian. Wow! So you didn't spend anything on forwards, did you? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that either. Or you? Or, or anyway, I have uh, two. I have two midfielders in my I have flex one. spot. Okay. They are from the same team. Okay. And they play with Mares. Oh, uh, I have one of the two then. You is it Angolo Conte? Yes, that is the one. Okay. Uh. 3200 for Conte like it makes sense because he is basically like a holding midfielder but he has 22 interceptions in his last four games and he has 16 tackles one over that span like he gets tackles and interceptions at a rate that crossing midfielders cross it with so you're still getting the value even though he you know he's not crossing um, in in the last four games, he has eleven, six. Oh, sorry, twelve, fifteen, six, and eleven. Yeah. So that's an average of, I'm going to say, right around ten. Mm-hmm. Right around ten, maybe a little more. Yeah. I, I didn't do the quick math for thirty two hundred bucks. And he's only had one assist. Right. In that time, and so one cross. Make, my point, yeah, my to our point, <laughs> he fills up if he if he if he chips in anything. Goals, goals and assists, you may be looking at a huge day. Yes, yeah. In that Arsenal game, he was by far the best player on the field. By far. Which is, you know, that was their last, mm-hmm. I think their last Premier League one. Um, the other guy I have was somebody that I will admit I had never heard of until I read Alex Spalding's DraftKings article for us. Daniel Amarty, who is a $2,500 midfielder for Leicester, who is in a position to start for Danny Simpson this week at right back. Um, the He's I'm basically... I'm surprised Richie DeLatte wouldn't start. Um, I agree. It, it could be DeLatte. It could be Wazlewski after he... No. Nope. But I don't think he will. It cannot. Nope, it cannot be. The other possibility that I read that makes so much more sense that makes me think my team is screwed if I don't. I have 700 bucks left over. Amarty's at 2500 So if I if he doesn't start, I'm going to end up with like drink water, basically, um, which would just make the drink water Conte stack is just screaming fantasy points. But anyway, the to move Albrighton to right back and start Nathan Dyer further, like that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me then. Then. Giving Amarty, who who I believe he signed January twenty second, he has yet to even make the bench 
in any game. <laughs> so, um, but he's the dart throw basically. Um, but so those those were my five: Conte, Mares, Amarty, all from Leicester, and then Willian and Balassi. How about this? Let's make this an open invitation. If Amarty starts and does anything, we owe it to Alex Balding to get him on the podcast. Sure, sure. If not. Fire him. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so your forwards then, please. I paid forty seven hundred bucks for Marco Arnautovic, and seventy four hundred for Jamie Vardy. I spent the same dollar amounts on almost the same players. I have Benikafobi at forty seven hundred. I was and Jamie Vardy at seventy four hundred. That forty seven hundred range. It's a Fobi and Arnautovic at forty seven. I. Definitely considered Adebayor at 45. Um, I actually at one point had the money for. Um... Are you? Are you? But you haven't heard the. You haven't heard the best of my forwards yet. Though. Oh no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I have one forward in my utility spot. Okay, you're right. You're right. Are you? Are you ready for a surprise among all surprises? At $3,500, averaging 5.5 points a contest, Connor Wickham. Wow. Wow, I I had Wickham in my lineup, and only because there's no one else there. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh, wow, I forget what I did to get me out of Wickham, or that's what it was. I had Wickham, and then I had Wickham and somebody else. I don't remember who you it thought, is. You thought twice. I went. I went with Belassi. I I I didn't really want to do both. Yeah, I um, thought about Joshua King, wow. but there's no guarantee that he'd actually play. Yeah, I thought you were uh, going to say Jonathan Walters. Yeah, Joel Ward is thirty five hundred dollars. You know, I liked that. Yeah, yeah. So I, my Lester, so I have what is that? One, two, three, four, five Lester players. It's a lot of Lester. Yeah. So when I was saying like people are going to stack, I'm going to stack them against you, <laughs> and I have them all over the field. It's not like I just took, I had a holding midfielder. I have a guy who probably isn't going to play. <laughs> By the, their way, goalkeeper. by the way, by the way another player who's a lot like Ingolo Kante is Idrissa Gueye mm, yeah. from Aston Villa. Yeah, he's very good. So in the last four games, it's a it's kind of a poor man's version, but not poor enough. Yep. Because he's worth thirty three, yep. and Kante is thirty two. Yeah, he. I think I but played him had, earlier this season just for that he's reason. Had, he's had seventeen interceptions in the past two games. Yeah. Wow, that's that's good. I think interceptions are only half a point, which is so yeah. stupid. It, anyway, he has double-digit points in consecutive games. Yeah, he's very good. Good call. Yeah. Uh, a, a more expensive poor man version of N'Golo Kante. <laughs> and on that bombshell, uh, stealing blatantly from Top Gear there, mm-hmm. on that bombshell, we should end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast because quite honestly, I got to get back to work. And for Andrew, I am Mike. We are going to be grinding the rest of the season. Please send at FSWA or us a tweet saying that we are the podcast of the year for 2016 slash 17. So we appreciate all your support. Send us all those tweets and we'll catch you next time on the Road to Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.
They're gonna kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide. In theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.